The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Showtime. The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. CEO is trying to convince people for their go-to meal to be cereal. And I mean, I've, I've been there. I don't really want to be throwing a bunch of sugar into my body late at night. That, you know, oh, for sleep. Have some Wheaties. For sleep. Wheaties? Yeah. Are Wheaties good? No, I don't think that Kenny Rogers has any idea what's going on down there. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but the problem is this. The older you get, there's a lot of fiber in cereal. Yeah, keep you regular. I don't want to be regular at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> that, that's tomato juice. That looked like milk to me. I I really the whole don't. point of regular is that it's predictable. Stay on schedule. Yeah. I know, but as soon as I eat cereal, <laughs> so you're saying? Wait, 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 wait! You're wait, saying it's a diuretic? Yeah, I was about to say you're saying that cereal has the effect on you that extra hot wings have on other people. Yeah. Jerry, my rods and cones are all screwed up. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Latta. She wants to ride She's trying to hide it I'm cool as ever She's too excited Lots of reaction rolling in on the ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line. Folks letting us know that the big towels are called bath sheets. Thank you to Julie. Thank you to Dusty. Thank you to Katrina who all weighed in on that. Mitch siding with Joshy saying all the pillows. Give me all the pillows. Uh, Chef Ed saying I googled it. 16% of people sleep on their stomachs. It is said to be unhealthy. I don't know. It gives me the best sleep. Not last night so much because I had a another child. I didn't have another child, but I had another child <laughs> popping into the bedroom with me. I was going to say a guest, which also could be guest taken the also, wrong way. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you got to be real careful. Of I was like, that's you a weird gestation uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. cycle there. Yeah, just two days. <laughs> Woo. Uh, yeah, baby girl came in at one thirty. I had a bad dream. Okay, I'm real sorry about that, honey. You got to go back to your bed. And she had an absolute epic, like, exorcist-style meltdown. Oof. Yeah, just, so now everybody's awake. Now everybody's awake. Every single person in that house is now awake. I want to talk about this Goody comment yesterday. We talked about it a little bit earlier when we had Craig Carmazan on, how he revealed that he would still be in the market to draft a wide receiver. Competition is good, obviously, for the bottom line. And not that we disagree with that, but it does feel like wide receivers should be at the bottom of the list of priorities for this Green Bay Packers team, especially if you believe the window is open for them to win a Super Bowl right now. But Goody also talked about how these picks that they have give him a lot of flexibility to do something you might not think that a GM of the Green Bay Packers would do. Take a listen. Five picks in the first 100. What does that allow you to do? Get good players, right? I mean, obviously, that's what we're here for. But I also think it gives a little bit of flexibility, um, whether it's moving around within the draft or if there's players out there, veteran players that um, you know are available, that certainly could be a possibility as well. So uh, you never have enough, and you want them as high as they can be. But um, I think we're um, with some of the things we've done in the past, we've set ourselves up to have some flexibility and ammunition as we go into this draft. Chewy, do you think the Packers will trade for a veteran player? Mm, no, I think isn't it snow job part of the time of year? We're like, yeah. hey, we really want a safety. Hey, let's say we want a receiver. I mean, as stupid as it sounds to throw teams off, I mean, do I think I think he should? Do I think he will? 
No. I think he loves his draft picks too much. Yeah, I think, I mean, I would not be shocked if they don't use all 100, uh, all five in the top 100. Wouldn't be shocked if he packaged those to move up. Because he's shown a propensity. Uh, I mean, he moved yeah, up to I get Jordan Love, moved up to get Christian Watson. If there's a player he likes, not necessarily in the first round, but in the first couple of rounds, package a couple of those together if there's some guy that he really likes. He has shown that he is willing to do that. Packaging those picks to go get a veteran player, I just don't see that. I don't see that happening. I mean, that's just not what he's... That's not what he's ever done. At what position would he do it, though? I mean, we all can say safety, but is there another position where he'd go get... Maybe you would want an inside line, or I guess they're not inside linebackers anymore, but just like a a linebacker, an off-ball linebacker. If you're not comfortable with McDuffie and Quay Walker and you want a little bit more of a veteran if you decide to move on from Campbell... Like, I think that maybe you could talk yourself into that. Is there any part, okay. too, though, that you think, because you have actually talked before about the need for veteran leadership. Is there any part of you that thinks that that's what Goody is trying to address by going out and getting a veteran player from a different team, trading for a veteran player? It's not as much about, and certainly you need them to be productive. They can't just be taking up a roster spot. But is it more about having that veteran presence that maybe it's been lacking? Uh, I don't know. I see because now I see um, Halfley is kind of the leader of that defense, and then someone has to emerge when it comes to the players. So I don't think they need a leader defensively uh, from a standpoint of a locker room guy, and I really don't need, know if they need one offensively. I mean, you got Aaron Jones, and then you have Elton Jenkins. Um. I don't buy the receiver thing. I don't. I think he'll take a receiver. I mean, I'm not saying in the top 100, but I wouldn't be shocked if he took one in the fifth or sixth round, just to continuously backfill. Because I I just don't. They have what five guys that you feel potentially really good about. They're not all going to develop. They're not all going to be on this like upward trajectory. Like one of them is likely to be left behind at some point. I don't know which one. You hope that all of them, but just the sheer numbers tell you that they're not all going to, oh, these guys are all going to project and they're all going to be superstars. No, they've got a lot of potential, but one or two of them is going to get left behind. It's just kind of the way it works. I mean, where do they need the upgrade? I mean, offensive line, offensive backs. Uh, Defensive backs. But it's mostly on the defensive side of the ball, right? Yeah. I mean, mean, the only thing they need offensively is, I think, someone that can uh, supplement. Aaron Jones, and then O-line. What? Everything else is fine. Yeah, you need- I, w- I would not bring in a veteran receiver. I don't know why he even brought that up. Well, that wasn't a veteran receiver. He was saying he would tra- He would be willing to draft a wide receiver. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I think fifth, sixth round, if he like takes a flyer on some speedy dude, right? The way that they did with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Because yeah. it's not like MVS was a high draft pick. But then that way, if Christian Watson mm. continues to have his hamstring issues, you still have a speedy guy that you can do some of those things that you want to do. Did I see he got cut? Yes, he did. He sure did. I mean, they were going to pay him $12 million. Well, He got a couple rings, though. <laughs> that was a bad trade-off for him. Yeah, good for him. Um, no, I think you're talking about defensive back. Linebacker, Joshie, would you go out and try to get a veteran? Or are you trying to supplement that in the draft are you trying to fill that spot in the draft you said you were not thrilled with uh some of the sizing you've seen from those linebackers yeah the the 240 240 pound linebacker seems to be a thing of the past a lot of the guys came in quite undersized i think you can add to it i think it needs to be a combination you basically uh, sorry to cut you off joshy but i was just gonna say who's their other linebacker 
Uh, right now is Isaiah McDuffie is probably the. But you need one more. Yeah. Yeah. So they have no one. So I would imagine they're going to use draft capital and probably bring in a veteran there simply because they need more of them and they can play on the special teams. I think the draft has guys that you can get and can get excited about, but I think those are probably uh, second round or later for a lot of those picks. Yeah. Would you be shocked if they went defensive end? I wouldn't. No. Yeah. Also no. I don't think I'd be shocked at any defensive position. But you're also talking about going out and trading for a veteran at defensive end, right? Or are you talking about no, I'm saying drafting one? Drafting one, like that that pick at twenty five, is it twenty six? Twenty five. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if whatever guy falls for whatever reason that they got. Where go out where, where are they going to play um, Quay Walker? Because in a four three, you have a strong side. It's we call it the Buck linebacker, right? Mm-hmm. Who always goes with strength, always goes to the tight end. Do you think they're going to play him in that position, or are they going to play him on the weak side that goes away from the tight end, and that's going to be your runner? Yeah. So, typically, that guy is your cleanup runner. Yeah. So well, is for, Clay Walker a runner? I mean, he's got he has the speed to beat you, and that's what I've from what I've read, whether it's been from Silverstein, Domovsky, just all the beat guys. That the hypothesis right now is that he would be the weak side guy because he has that speed to potentially be that runner. So they need a little bulkier one. Um, a little bulkier one on that front side. You're saying that to be able to, to go up against the tight end? Correct, yes. I got this question here that Joshy posed in the rundown, and I want to get to it before we move on here. Would you rather get three guys you really like or take five stabs in the top 100? This goes to the conversation that Goody was having about packaging some of those picks to go out and trade a guy, trade for a veteran. Chu, what do you think? Three guys you really like, you're very confident, and you feel strongly that they will be contributing for... The next few years at the very least. Yeah. Or more bites of the apple. I would take the three. Take the three and run. I mean that's what I, I would mean, do. theoretically, more bites of the apple, you get more chances to get those guys. Sure. I wonder what the hit rate is though. Well we know. You know we what can, I mean? If you took teams that had five picks in the first hundred, and I'm sure there's a sample size, how many I mean, what do you I would say you hit two. Yeah, I and think that's good. Mm-hmm. I think three is like a really, really good. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent there Did with you. you. Increase your chances of hitting five if you take five. I mean, hit three, hit three uh, if you take five. That's what I was saying. Like, yeah. he did it last year. Yeah, there right? is a part of me that feels like Goody um, has had success doing what he's done. And because he's had that success, it has given him the flexibility, it has given him the luxury of now going outside of his comfort zone. But he's had failures too, Jen. Oh, he's yeah, had 100%. 100%. He's had but I think, again, we've all agreed that if you go big picture, those drafts have been successes, right? At least the last two years have been successes. Mm-hmm. So there's a part yes. of me that feels like because he's been successful doing what he's done, which is using the draft picks and draft and develop versus going out and grabbing veteran players from other places – he now has the luxury of, if he wants to change it up, he can. Doesn't yes. have to, but he can because his plan has worked. I want to put that on the poll, the question that you posed, Joshy. I think it's really interesting. Three locks, three you're certain of, because again, three we would say is really good. Yeah, that's three. why I'm taking the three. Really good, yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the three. Keep your five, better chance of nailing the three if you have five. Versus, you know, the chance that one of those three, even though you feel real confident about it, ends up being a bust. 
Have you guys tried Celsius Energy Drink yet? If you haven't, can I tell you about it? It's the clean energy drink that you need that I need to stay active and energized all day long. It was out of the peach vibe. Went ahead and grabbed the old sparkling grapefruit here. Haven't cracked it open yet, which is actually a good thing because I thought that the fact that I didn't get a lot of sleep last night meant I was going to have to go to the Celsius well a lot earlier than I have. Here's the good news. Got it with me. It'll be there if I need it. Celsius can be found at your local pick and save store or online at Amazon. Stay active and energized all day long with Celsius Essential Energy Drinks. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I have told you how many times. Do not mess with electricity, Chew. And I don't. I did. Uh, (laughs) I did. But I don't. There was plumbing. You're gonna get wet. Electricity. You're gonna die. On ninety four five ESPN. There you go again. Head low, putting on a show. Testosterone can be an issue for any guy. That's where my friends at Mentality come in. Local healthcare facilities specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. So what is low testosterone? How do you know if you have it? Well, if you're tired, groggy, just don't feel like yourself, don't have that energy that you had to get through the day that you had a year or two ago, that could be low testosterone. It's easy to figure out with my friends at Mentality. Go in, lowtusa.com is their website, book an appointment, go through their process. At the end, they do a blood panel. It takes quick. It's very quick. But then, after a week, you get your results back. If your testosterone levels are low, you can start working with Mentality, and they'll have a customized testosterone treatment plan just for you. That's what's great. It's not one size fits all. Oh, your testosterone level. No, here, you do this. No, they do it just for you to make sure your levels are where they need to be. So go to LowTUSA.com. Mentality loves treatment to fit into every guy's lifestyle. Learn more about Mentality. LowTUSA.com. Back here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Chewy, you read any good books lately? Yeah, the Bible. Every time. No, he, Chewy, I know you're Catholic. You're not reading the Bible. I am also Catholic. We don't do that as, you know, a people. We read it in church. Well, we listen to it in church. Well, when's the last time we were at church? Last Sunday. Oh, all right. I didn't realize you were an every Sunday kind of Catholic. That's great. Um, I'm talking about, like, book books. Like, not like the book, but... <laughs> A book. I think the last book I read was Bo Schimbeckler's autobiography. Oh, that's a good one. As we're watching J.J. McCarthy up here on the uh, on the old Get Up, a uh, little Michigan action. Um, I read sports biographies. I enjoy having that context. You know, a little bit more depth of knowledge when it comes to some of these topics that we talk about. You never know what direction one of our conversations is going to go, and you never know when you might have read something that can contribute uh, in a meaningful way. I don't know that I'm going to read this Aaron Rodgers book. This new Aaron Rodgers biography, Ian O'Connor announced it yesterday. Now, look, Ian O'Connor has a pretty impressive resume of books he's written, of biographies he's written. We are under the impression that this is an unauthorized biography, which means that Rodgers may be participating, but maybe not under the guise of knowing that a biography was being written, Gabe. Yeah, Jason used the word unsolicited, which was interesting. Has he written? Is that a like an immunized versus a vaccine? Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know well you never like. know. I mean, if if that's what somebody's telling Jason, yes, that's yeah. Um, has mean, he, he written one game? No, he no? has not. Because Brett, I believe at this time had written two already. Uh, oh yeah, I remember reading his first one. Like the yeah. first one, he came out after he had done rehab. I remember reading that as a kid. Yeah. Uh, Joshy, will you read the new Aaron Rodgers biography that Ian O'Connor announced yesterday on Twitter? 
Yeah, I'm a fiction reader, so this fits right in there with me. <laughs> uh, Wait, Rogers didn't write it. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of his life story is fiction. So if Aaron Rodgers was interviewed in it, there's going to be some made up stuff in there. I mean, so. do we know? Do we know how deep it goes? Does it go to girlfriends? No Does idea. We have we have no idea at this point. But I mean, I will read every single word of it just because it feels like an obligation. You said you would hate read it. Yeah, of what's course. a hate read? Hey, readers, you're going to... I mean, it's what I do when I listen to Aaron Rodgers talk most time when he talks anything other than football. It's, yeah, have you ever, like, hate-watched a show? No. Yeah. What's hate-watch? You don't... I, maybe this is something about me, but I hate-watch stuff all the time. Like what? What do you hate-watching? I have only so much disposable time. The last four seasons waste. of Entourage. You uh-huh. hate-watched it? Oh, yeah. So you hated the show, but you watched it anyway? Well, yeah, because I liked it at the beginning, uh-huh. and then it got bad. You wanted to see it through? But then I had to see it through. <laughs> I hate-follow so many people. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Joshy, this is not the path to you gotta keep your enemies this close. Is the, <laughs> this is not how we like maintain a healthy mental health. So when did, I mean you're a toad, Joshy, when yeah. did you start hating Rogers? When he went to the Jets? Mm-hmm. No. Well I, before that. Again, yeah. so there was there was some hate love going on there. Like you probably hated him, but he was our quarterback, so we had to back him. Yeah, it was it was the uh not really taking blame for the playoff losses, having to be urged to the failures. It was pretty much the Tampa Bay uh loss. The where he um, was Brady, yeah. Yeah, where it was like, okay, guy, you, this is not all you and then uh just yeah, is after that. Like the the blaming everyone else in Green Bay for things going wrong and n- him never taking accountability was kind of what pushed me over the edge. Do you think Packers fans want to read a book about Aaron Rodgers or do they think that they have because they've lived it for so long and he was the quarterback of their favorite franchise for so long, they already know all of these things. Like would you uh... read a book where you know most of the bullet points and storylines? Uh, do they know everything, though? Not everything, but That's, a lot of it. I'm, I'm, I guess I would read this book in hopes that there would be a little more enlightenment on some of the things. Because like, otherwise, otherwise, what's the point of writing the book? What do you want it to be about, though? Do you want it to be about, hey, second and four, and, you know, Jordy was here and he threw up and this? Or do you want to hear uh, interaction in meetings and how he blew up? Or do you want to hear the girlfriend juice? Yeah, or... I... I guess with with the title of the book being Out of the Darkness, The Mystery of Aaron Rodgers, I guess I'm more assuming this is about the person yes. than it is the football well, career of Aaron Rodgers. Well, let me do our favorite thing, which is reading on the radio, but let me read from the Amazon.com promo of the book, okay? And this is what it says. Aaron Rodgers is regarded by some as the most talented player to ever hold the most important job in American team sports quarterback. He also stands among the most mysterious and polarizing figures in the modern-day national pastime that is pro football. From his controversial COVID stance, to his methods of spiritual awakening, to his estrangement from his family, to his high-profile romances, to his devastating Achilles injury, a mere four plays into his New York career, Rodgers has long dominated the NFL news cycle. At 39, in search of a challenge that would rejuvenate him, Rodgers divorced the iconic Green Bay Packers for the Jets, who haven't appeared in a Super Bowl since Neil Armstrong stepped on the moon. Allegedly. I was going to say, although our buddy Tyler would tell us, that never happened. The trade made Rodgers the biggest story in the biggest league in the biggest market by far. It goes on to talk about, you know, carrying the flag on opening night and carrying his Achilles. Um, As Rodgers launches his comeback and his bid to lead the Jets to a championship, acclaimed sports biographer Ian O'Connor uses hundreds of original interviews. 
So does that mean he conducted yes. 100, hundreds mm-hmm. of interviews? Correct. To pull back the curtain. All right, let me ask you a question. Did anybody in Wisconsin get interviewed? I would assume uh, yes. Yes. Who would that be? Like, mm-hmm. like, like, put your list together. Um, I don't know. Former teammates, I would guess. Okay. You'd start there. Um, I mean, maybe some people on the Mike McCarthy staff. Um, if you're Ian O'Connor, wouldn't you have interviewed Jason Wildey? Maybe, but I think you can try to get a lot of that information and avoid having another media person in there. Really? A beat writer of the of the uh, team? I, I think you can find Jason Wildey's stuff, his p- opinions on Aaron Rodgers, all throughout the internet. Sure, but you're not supposed to do that, right? Like, I mean, you can. You can use it for information, for background. But I would imagine if you're writing a book, you should go out and seek that. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not saying he didn't do his due diligence. I'm just saying I'm surprised that when it popped on the Internet yesterday, none of us had heard that there was an unauthorized biography of Aaron Rodgers even being worked on. Because if he had spoken to people in our circles, it feels like we would have caught wind of it. Yeah, I got to imagine, yes. Do I think he spoke to a member of the Wisconsin media? I doubt it. You think he spoke to Deanna Patrick, Olivia Munn? Um, Maybe not directly. My wait, guess is people within there. I wanted to see how far there. down that rabbit hole this guy could go. I mean, I'm impressed so, he named two of them. Well, there's only one more. Of, uh, Shailene? Yeah. Yeah, the Hawaii girl. I wouldn't be shocked if one of them granted an interview, but yeah. I mean, those circles have a lot of people. But do you want to hear it? But do you want to hear it? Oh, I, I mean, as much as I dislike the guy, I find him endlessly fascinating. Like, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to just ignore stuff. And I, if if there's added context to the divorce that happened in Green Bay, I think that's fascinating. Now, it's his side of how things go, and you have to run that through a filter. But anything more about Aaron Rodgers, as much as I dislike the person, I do find him fascinating. I mean, maybe it's his side. Who knows? Right. I mean, I, I don't know how we don't know how much Aaron participated or did not participate. It's, in this book, much like the Jeff Perlman book about Brett, where Brett did not, I mean, Brett's fam- a couple of Brett's family fam- members participated, Brett himself did not. Do you think it's intentionally vague? Do you think it's intentionally vague to you know, drop that hook in the water and see how many people bite? It's not telling us exactly what Rogers contributed to it. It's not telling us what he didn't contribute to uh, it. That's interesting, because the, the Perlman, he called me, and then Brett called me and said, don't talk to him. I'm like, okay. So I wonder if Aaron called former players and said, hey, don't talk to this guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's enough people in Aaron Rodgers' orbit that have an axe to grind. So even if, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if, like, the people sympathetic to him or still in his inner circle, but he tells you how few those people are all Okay, the time. and I think that's really interesting that you mentioned that because from a strategy standpoint, Joshi, which we know Aaron has always existed in, right? He's trying mm-hmm. to move those pieces across the chessboard, thinks he's smarter than everyone else. If it's easy to find detractors, if you're Ian O'Connor, wouldn't it behoove Rogers to provide a few supporters? Wouldn't it behoove Rogers to say, here are some people you can speak to who I know have my back? Because otherwise, the thing ends up being very slanted. Because as you mentioned, the detractors, I could could rattle off a list. I could give you a list of people who have been very vocal about their dislike of the quarterback. Yeah, I I mean, I think so. But Aaron Rodgers could just go to his old playbook. Everyone else is wrong. They don't know me. They don't know what they're talking about. So, like, to him, I don't think this is earth-shattering, especially because he uh, will never hesitate to appear on another podcast or on any radio show that is sympathetic to him. How soon before we see him back on the Pat McAfee show? I wondered if this Uh. would, like, pull him out of his hole, pull him out of his, you know, off-season hiding. Uh, Do we know when this book comes out? August. 
So wait a line with the season. Uh, yeah, we'll see Aaron the day after the book, you know. Day after the book comes out, there's going to be some salacious little, you know, little parts of the book that come out. He's going to say little not blurbs, true, not true. Not and he's going to come out and defend himself. Doesn't yes. he usually show up around the draft? Like, I've heard him give opinions on guys before. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if that just had, because he announced like he was not retiring and coming back to the Packers on yeah, McAfee. Was, and then yeah. the same thing kind of last year when he ended up going to the Jets and that kind of aligned. So maybe, I don't know. I yeah. give I give it a week. <laughs> not being serious. Yeah, I give no. it a week. I give it yeah, a week. But, uh, you know Whenever what? McAfee is back on, he may be back on now. I'm not sure. Uh, I know he was on vacation for a little smidge here. Whenever uh, McAfee is back on, Shu, I think Rodgers is on within a week. You think? I, like, I'd love to hear from Devante. Wouldn't you? Yes. On what mm-hmm. went down? Yeah. Uh-huh. But I, the other thing we've always talked about with Rodgers is how candid can people be? How forthcoming and truthful can people be? I think they can because he has no more power when it comes to Devante. What are you going to do? Not throw him any more touchdowns? You're not going on the Raiders. <laughs> you know what I mean? And based on information we saw that Devante's not being traded because there was talk of maybe them reuniting in New York. And Yeah. I mean, he... I, won't, I won't count that out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, their GM said well, he's a Raider. Yeah, he's a Raider for now. He's a Raider. He's very vague about what their general manager was saying about the. You know what I want to hear though, Gabe? What's that? What Vince had to say about that night, Vince Vitrano. So I don't know that story. So for that story, those who missed Didn't it earlier this week, that? yeah, that was earlier this week. There's a, that was oh. Monday or Tuesday where Chewy shared the story of him and Brett going on a television station for Chewy's paid appearance for his television show that he had at 10.30s on Sundays during the season in 1997. Uh, Vince Vitrano was a young producer at CBS 5 in Green Bay. Uh, I believe we're posting a video tomorrow on our social media channels uh, to give Vince's Vince's side side of the story. We got in trouble, Jen, because we were a little... Holmgren turned on the TV drunk. and could see that Chewie and Brett were drunk on television. Jeez Louise, what is wrong with you guys? It was a good show. It was a good show. <laughs> Fearing the tone, it'd get a lot of clicks. <laughs> <laughs> Just updated your retort. All right, guys, let me tell you about the best purchase that I've made recently. I know you've heard me talk about my good health sauna. It is sitting in my basement, sat in it two nights ago, 30 minutes, just detoxing my trip to L.A., my trip to Oregon. Because, you know, travel can be challenging and it can stress you out and that's why i have my good health sauna in my basement to help me get back after those types of trips so if you're the type of person who's like i don't know it feels a little extravagant can i really put a sauna in my basement you can and you should here's why the health benefits alone i am sleeping better my skin is better my hair is growing in faster and thicker than it ever has before and when i ask my hairstylist hey what's up with this why do i got all these baby hairs that are showing up on my uh on my hairline she says well what are you doing differently i said well i'm using my sauna she said that's probably it red light therapy is huge for hair growth and that's what it is so if you guys are interested in an infrared sauna you can go to their website, goodhealthsaunas.com, take a look at all the inventory that they have, and maybe you'll be like me. You'll be walking around the state fair and decide to pull the trigger on a purchase like that. You will not regret it. Their website is goodhealthsaunas.com. Tell them Jen from Jen, Gabe, and Chewy sent you. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Yes, that would have been much worse finally than we what got, ended up happening. Finally got the which would be worse <laughs> and what would be better. Finally yes. we figured it out. You can't just be showing your junk on national TV. It would have got a lot of clicks. On 94.5 ESPN.
are you looking for a weekly pulse on the Milwaukee Bucks? Straight from a fan favorite and Bucks legend. Tune in to hear Here District. I love the name. I love a good pun. Here District. Not the Deer District. Here District. With Marcus Johnson, a Bucks Plus audio production. Marcus and his son Chris, a 1995 UCLA hoops champ himself, talk about everything happening in the Bucks world and are joined by some of the biggest names in basketball. Plus, they will answer your questions as well. Stay on the beat of the Bucks. Find Here District now on Bucks.com slash plus the Bucks app or wherever you get your podcasts. How you feeling, big guy? Feeling pretty good about the week? I feel okay. Okay? Okay? Let's do a little week and reach you. Think you know the show better than the average ESPN Milwaukee fan? Now's your chance to prove it. It's time to play The Week in Reach You. Game is simple. Five questions. Reviewing the week. See if Chewy remembers things that he said on previous shows this week. He gets three right. He wins. He gets three wrong. He loses. Question number one, big guy. Yep. What was the sell job by number four? Kate. One of the best sell jobs ever by number four. Oh, when we went into Holmgren's office and he said, two beers. It's correct. Nailed it. What yeah. is two beers? Two beers. Two beers. What is so that? So when we're on the two, show, two beers. No, beers. two. The number two beers. What? I thought you said tube years. No, two no, beers. No. What would your tube years be, by the way? Forty-two, forty-three. <laughs> sure. When the tube shows up. <laughs> is that a catheter? I was thinking more of like the inner tube around your belly. Ah. But again, Chewie and Brett were drunk on television. Ah, Gabe. Holmgren. Tipsy. We've been using tipsy. Yeah. Holmgren tuned in for the show, saw just with his own two eyes that something wasn't right, called them into the office, and something. Brett said, oh, we only had two beers. Something that, hold on. Love it. I, know, I know we're kind of up against it. But is it worth worse to get tapped on the shoulder, called into the principal's office, and you know what you did, or if you don't know what you did? Wait, are you implying that you didn't know what we you had would... no idea? What do you mean? We looked at one another and like, what did we do? We went home last night, <laughs> but you didn't. It started a little earlier Only... than I thought, according <laughs> to good old Ben. Yeah, <laughs> I am having a real Yanny or Laurel moment here. I cannot not hear. Two beers. <laughs> Every time you say it, two beers. You're saying two beers, but I'm hearing two beers. Two brewskis. All right, Chew, you're one for one. Question number two. What occurs because, quote, we are all waiting for the USFL? Because there's no football and we're all waiting on the USFL. <laughs> so what happens because of that? A betting? I don't know. Oh, I was talking and this about is a betting. tough one. Yeah, it is a tough one. Mm. Yeah. Mock drafts. Mock drafts. According to you, mock drafts happen because there's no football and we're all waiting for the USFL. Uh, yeah, good point. Yes. Because <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm glad you agree with you, Etiquette. I guess. Etiquette, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're such idiots. <laughs> for two I mean, me. Yeah. Well, we know what we need now. <laughs> yeah. He's got a mouse in his pocket. <laughs> Question three, big guy. What did you claim you get the least amount of blame for? All right, let's break down the blame. Okay. I think I get the least amount of blame. Oh, you knew it was coming. No. You knew it was coming, John. No. Gosh. 
little tricky, tricky here, huh? Is it our meeting with Evan? Oh, yeah. Evan? You I mean, get the most blame in our meeting with Evan. No, least amount of blame. Oh, the least blame. Least amount of blame. Yes, yes. Oh, sorry, so, sorry. Yes, yes, I, yes. I guess that would technically fit, but that mm. is not the correct answer. This is a little tricky by Joshi. Uh-huh. Yeah. Went back to it. You wanted to break down the blame for getting caught drinking by Holmgren, and you wanted to claim that you deserve the least amount of blame for yes. that incident. Yes, yes. But he went back to the same topic for the third question. I don't think you've ever done that before, Joshy. Got to keep him on his toes. Yeah, that's what I figured. Like Frank always said, when 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 Frank Winters number fifty two in your program, <laughs> Wait, you number one in your heart. <laughs> Frank always said, and he said it to Holmgren's face the time that they blew off curfew in Buffalo, and Holmgren screaming at him, and and Frank said, Mike, if I didn't go out with Brett, he still would be out right now. Wait, who's Mike? Holmgren. <laughs> They're picking on you, too. So, against it. so that's why I deserve, I deserve the least amount of blame in that situation. Well, you got the question wrong, so you got to get the next two right in order okay. to have a winning week. Question four begins with the audio clip. It's so good, but you got to pay for it, which is fine. I mean, Ooh, I, I think dangerous. you pay for it. I don't... What do you have to pay for, Chew? What's so good, but you have to pay for it? That's hard. Conversation from yesterday, I believe. It's so good, but you have to pay for it. And mustard? Nope. What were we talking about yesterday, food-wise? Breakfast? Yep. What about oh, breakfast? Oh, when you eat fiber. What? What? Give me a specific fiber. What specific uh, uh, fiber uh, were you uh, talking about there? Life. Wow. When you eat life. Wait, he gets that one? I'm not actually counting that. No. <laughs> when when well, you eat life. <laughs> I think it counts. Bit of a leading the horse to water there. Yeah. I, I mean, eat... I had to dunk his head in the water so he drank, but we got there. All right. So, two to two. Going for the big win. Who did Rashid Wallace play most of his basketball career but, for? But, I mean, in regards to Rashid uh, Wallace... Is that the guy that went to Syracuse? I'm thinking of a different guy. The yeah. guy that played for the Knicks. You know who I'm talking about. You're thinking Rashid? of Carmelo. Yes, Carmelo. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Rashid played for the Charlotte Hornets. We would have accepted Portland or Detroit. We would have expected those are the two answers. Do you remember why you said Rashid Wallace? I, I'm yeah, because of the left very tackle. Very interested in this. Rasheed the Walker. left tackle. Rasheed Walker. He <laughs> yeah. called Rasheed Walker Rasheed Wallace. <laughs> oh, chew. <laughs> I know. I deserve the so you lost. Of blame. You lost there, huh? Again. All right. Good stuff. It's a good buddy. effort, though. Yeah, good again, for effort. Again, now you've got to be conscious of the fact that Joshy can go back to the same topic for a second question. It's a good topic. I mean, well, we technically, talked about it for a long time. Though, we did, we? We and did. then we came back to it on Tuesday. So we did talk about it two different days. <laughs> You're such an idiot. Uh, meanwhile, you can make sure that you find Palermo's in the frozen food aisle of your local grocers. What I love about Palermo's is the variety that they have within their brand, because underneath that Palermo's umbrella, their family of brands includes Palermo's, Urban Pie, Connie's, Surfer Boy Pizza, and Screaming Sicilian, just to name a few of those. 
So whatever you're looking for in a pizza, maybe they're an artisan crust, some different types of crust. You can go to Urban Pie. Maybe you're looking for that Palermo's uh, Primo Thin. If you're looking for something that has a, a little bit more calorie conscious, great crust, Connie's. Great nostalgic feel, neighborhood pizzeria. So many different great brands, you're going to find a pizza for your taste. So find Palermo's in your grocer's frozen food aisle. Palermo's. It's Wisconsin's hometown pizza. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I, 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 well, I, well, no, I'm right here. Like, I'm with yeah. Gabe here, yeah. I feel I think, more confident in my left hand here just cupping right now other than my other hand cupping. Mostly because I also... <laughs> yeah, I get a, little, a lot more work out of the right hand. <laughs> On 94.5 ESPN. Casino Hotel Milwaukee has something bigger, better, and bolder coming the first week of May. It is the long-awaited grand opening of their state-of-the-art sportsbook venue. It's a 2,000-square-foot video wall. It's luxury seating for more than 200 people. It's an expanded food menu, and guys, you are going to love this aspect. There is a built-in broadcast booth, which means you know we'll be doing shows from the Pottawatomie Casino Hotel Sportsbook. The all-new sportsbook venue is going to be a sports fan's paradise. Mark your calendars for the great opening. It is the first week of May when sports betting in Milwaukee becomes nothing like you've ever seen before. Bet big and bet bold at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel in downtown Milwaukee. Not going to lie, very excited about that. If you can't find me here at the Avenues... You can find me at Potawatomi. Let's take a look at the polls today on our Jen, Gabe, and Chewy Twitter account. We asked you about the NFL prospect who told reporters that he does not believe in space or other planets. Should you reveal a controversial or unusual opinion during a job interview? 90% of people saying no way too risky. Right? It just feels like this is a no-brainer. 10% of people really don't want the job they're interviewing for, then. 10% of people are Chew. Uh, No, Chew. Even you wouldn't reveal that you didn't believe in, like, dinosaurs on a job interview, would you? Yeah, if someone asked me, I would. Was... At this point of your life, yes. Chew, you trying to get into the NFL? Probably not. Right. Is is the Combine and then the dinner at Perkins the only job interviews you've ever had? Ah, uh, yeah. No. I tried to get hired at Yankee Candle. You know Yankee Candle? I don't. No. Did you Yankee Candle? You never heard of Yankee Candle? Yeah, yeah, I know Yankee Candles. candles. Like glass candles? I interviewed for a job there like, when I was like 16 and didn't You did? Wait, I, I just assumed it was like some sort of weird restaurant or something. Like no. actual, you tried to get hired at a candle place? Like That's Yankee in my Doodle? hometown. Yeah. <laughs> I literally grew up two Put miles macaroni in his from... Hat. Uh, from whatever the factory or whatever. I yeah. am so angry at you that at 8.56 you are revealing to us that you once applied for a job at yeah. Yankee Candle. Now I can just picture you taking off the glass lid, I know. sticking your nose in there. Were you going to work in the retail side or the factory? The factory side. Uh, oh, that's different. Yeah, now he's yeah. just forklifting. Yeah. Right? And you didn't get the job. I didn't. I don't know why. Maybe you told them you didn't believe in dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, mm-hmm. You can't. John makes a good point. He says this scientific opinion might disqualify him from working at NASA, but it has zero impact on his ability to play football. I say let the man play. If you want him to learn about the planets, he can do that from the comfort of his new mansion. <laughs> do any scientists live in mansions? That's what he wrote. Yeah, many. <laughs> I mean, but the, the point, the, the larger point being, if you're going to deny the existence of space, 
who, what are we to say he's not going to deny the existence of blitzing on third down? Uh, and just decision making is. Didn't happen. Well, the, the ability to process information yeah. as it's presented and come up with a. You know, logical conclusion. I don't want to overstate, but that feels important in all uh-huh. spaces of life. Get it? Yeah, but if he spaces. can ball, he can ball. It's a good, it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy this week. Will D. and Tausch is next on ESPN Milwaukee. Have a great weekend, everybody.